0: Our scripture for today is found in the Gospel of Mark. I'll be reading from the New King James Translation, Mark chapter 8. And I will begin with verse thirty. Sure, look at this right. Verse 31. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke this word openly. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Then, when he had turned around and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God but the things of men. Keep that verse in mind. When he had called the people to himself, with his disciples also, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and then loses his own soul? You may be seated. The words of our text A words that no doubt you have heard. You probably have read them. I have heard them and I have read them. But even today, even as late as on my way here, the Holy Spirit spoke afresh to me. Even though I had prepared that which I thought I'd be saying, He still showed me that his word is ever living. It's ever alive. Look at the context of this passage. We started reading in verse 31 where Jesus was teaching his disciples that the son of man himself is going to suffer. He's going to be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes. And he's going to be killed But he's going to rise again. He spoke these words openly. And then Peter. And I love Peter. I love Peter. Peter loved the Lord. Peter didn't want Jesus to die. And the Lord had to rebuke him. He said to Peter. Get behind me, Satan. For you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. And then he told them what it's going to cost them to follow him. Anyone who desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. Whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel will save it. Then he asked a question. What would it profit a man? If he gained the whole world and then loses his soul. We want to ponder that question today. But I also want you to ponder the rebuke that Jesus gave Peter. He said, you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. I message today, what's on your mind? What's on your mind? I never realized that this discussion that Jesus had was on that backdrop. All the years I've been reading it, I never knew that this parable was spoken to Peter, who loved God. He heard that he was going to be killed and crucified and he didn't want it to happen. Jesus turned around and he looked at his disciples and he rebuked you. He said, you are not mindful of the things of God but the things of men. What's on your mind? And then he goes on to tell them. Whoever comes after me. You must deny. Yourself. You must take up your cross. And follow me. Whoever desires to save his life. Will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's will save him. What? Does it profit a man to gain the whole world? Millions of people today have gone bankrupt through inattention to finances. No one ever loses anything by counting the cost. Knowing their expenditures, keeping their financial house in order. And let me hasten to say that I am no subject matter expert in this. I want to make that clear. I'm not giving personal financial advice. In my Early adult years, which wasn't that long ago, now it wasn't that long ago. I was always broke. I just, no matter what I did, I almost always needed more. I, I so. I learned this lesson that Jesus is teaching here. He's teaching us that we need to count the cost. We need to evaluate all circumstances, invest wisely. Don't enter into agreements and situations. With blindfolders on. He said if you're gonna follow me, you've got to deny yourself. You've got to take up your cross and follow me. A lot of believers haven't counted the cost. We have to count the cost. If anyone, he says in other places, does not hate his own father, his own mother, his wife, his children, his brothers, his sisters, and even his own life. He can't be my disciple. Such harsh sounding language. What does he mean by these things? He's not asking us to hate our fathers, hate our mothers, but he means anyone who puts father, mother, brother, sister, Children, spouse, or himself or herself before him cannot be his disciples. We can't follow Christ if the only thing that's on our minds is what's in it for me. All right, all right. Amen. He's told Peter, You are not mindful of the things of God. You're mindful of the things of men. You're not concerned about what God wants. You're concerned about what you want. And so often in life, we are not concerned about what God wants. We're only concerned about what's in it for me. The best things in life are we've been told Not necessarily free. I remember some years ago, I'm showing y'all I I, I am a human being. I used to listen to a song. I don't even know who sang it, but I know some of y'all do. Are you ready? I'm not going to sing it. He said. He said, it, "It's something like it's called money. That's what I want. Yeah, so your love can't pay my bills. I your love gives me such a freedom, yeah, yeah. but but your love somebody knows, but your love won't pay my bills. I need money. That's what I want. I need money, lots of money, lots of money, 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 money." What I'm trying to say, we need money. You don't think you need money? Let your car run out of gas. Let your phone bill be deleted. Come on, I remember many years ago, Southern Bell. That's what they called it in Jackson. Then they did all kinds. Southern Bell, Bell South. Yeah, They sent me a notice one day. It was the first time I had seen those little perforated envelopes. Mm-hmm. I thought I had gotten an income tax return. I didn't know what it because i never gotten one before. I went in the bathroom. That's why I usually go when I don't want my wife to know what I'm doing. I <laughs> go in the bathroom. Tell no. I open that little thing. I didn't want to tear it. Pull the little edges off it. Thank you, little check. Mm-hmm. Thank you, little check. And that thing said, this it's so is a <laughs> an important notice for you. Yes, it yes, said January the 12th is a special day for you. Yes, for it's the last day you will have telephone service <laughs> unless you remit <laughs> to southern Bell <bail laughs> the amount shown below. Just a friendly reminder. <laughs> I crumbled that little old thing up. I used to spend a lot of time in pawn shops. You know how it is. I guess y'all do. We, we need money. I'd go get $20 and had to pay them back $50. I couldn't get ahead. I had not learned how to count the cost. But every time I bought something, something else would break. And Jesus is saying, count the cost. Don't you fool yourself, we do need money. He's not saying don't work and don't try to earn a living. But Paul says the love of money is the root of all evil, not money. The love of money. We need money. We need money. We need money to pay our bills. We need money to go to the doctor. I don't care how many times I go to the doctor or did it the first thing they ask me I don't care. I'm in pain. Sign <laughs> <Flying> right here. <laughs> Where's your insurance? go You can't go to the marketing room before they ask those questions. So we need money. In this Labor Day weekend, we celebrate labor and work. Work is important. Paul said, anyone that doesn't work shouldn't eat. We need money. We need to work. But life is about more than things. Peter was concerned about the things of Men, Lord, if you die, then I won't have a seat. I won't be able to sit on the throne. I won't be able to be the head apostle. He was concerned about himself. And so Jesus said, let me tell you something. Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. What would it profit a man? What would you gain? If you gained the whole world and then lost your soul? What a question. I'm always fascinated when Mm -hmm. the Lord asks questions. He asks Adam and Eve. Adam, where are you? Looking right at what haven't you done? He asked Job, "Where were you when I laid the foundation of earth?" Cain, where's your brother Abel? I love it when the Lord asks, because He already knows the answer. So He asked them, "What will it profit you if you gain the whole world?" Or what can you give in exchange for your soul? Notice nobody answered the question. Because there's nothing that we can give in exchange for our souls. He goes on and speaks to them about his upcoming death. So, this holiday weekend, this Labor Day weekend, celebrate labor. Thank God for our jobs. We need our jobs. Thank God for technology thank God for what he has done for us he's been good he's blessed us he's kept us and I'm grateful to God but I want to know what's on your mind a quick synopsis of Mark 8 you'll find that it's similar to Matthew 16 where Jesus is teaching his disciples that he's going to be killed he's going to be rejected but he's going to rise again on the third day you know we're all engaged in trading we're all traders not traitors, traders but many of us have traded our souls Adam and Eve for example traded their souls for a piece of fruit We read in the book of Joshua about a man named Achan who traded his soul for a piece of gold and silver. The great King David traded his soul for another man's wife. Paul told Timothy, we brought nothing into this world. And it's certain we can take nothing out. Nothing. We didn't bring anything into this world. And they that will be rich, the Bible says, fall into the temptation and the snare of the devil. So this message today is about the question that Jesus asked, what will you be profited if you gain the whole world and then lose your soul? Have you ever thought about that? Enjoy your life. Work is important. But life is to be enjoyed. Solomon says, Then shall all the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return to God who gave it. We're only here on the earth for a short while. Amen. Enjoy life. The soul is unique. God, the Bible says in the book of Genesis, he took the dust of the earth. Not the dirt, but the dust. Dust is insignificant. Nobody likes dust. When you see it, you want it around you. Not dirt, dust. We're not even made out of dirt. He took the dust of the ground. Nothing that anybody wanted. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. The soul is eternal. That's why Jesus says, why are you fearful of man who can destroy only the body the worst thing that a human being could do is kill you the body he said but you ought to fear God who can destroy both body and soul in hell hell is real what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and then lose his soul some of us, and I'm saying us, I'm just trying to make you not feel so isolated when I say us. Because I'm not like this. <laughs> but I, I make you feel better about saying us. Amen. <laughs> it's like I say, y'all, you, y'all wouldn't want to hear me. So some of us <laughs> yes. have sold our souls for the pleasures of life. I thank God. That he saved me. Because I was on the road to destruction. When I look back over my life and the stuff I used to do. The things I used to engage in. How foolish these things were. People have died. Doing that crazy stuff. <laughs> but the Lord saved me. Not because I deserved it. But because he wanted me to share this message with you today. A lot of us have traded our souls for the pleasures of sin. But the Bible says about Moses, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He refused to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Sin is pleasurable for a season. <laughs> yeah, for a season. Mm-hmm. But the wages of sin is dead. Sin costs. Nothing to free today. Sin costs. Costs you your health. Costs you your, your wealth. and call you your life yeah, yeah. what shall a man profit if he gains the whole world and loses his soul so I, I don't need to go much further with this text you know the story you know what Jesus is teaching Peter you're not mindful of the things of God but you're mindful of the things of men well, no. refocus If you're here today and your mind is only on the things of men, the things of this world, of this world, you're in real trouble. In conclusion, I often think about a parable that Jesus told. I love the parables, and here I am again looking at one. And I'll just kind of paraphrase this you. I won't even try to read it. It's in Luke chapter 12 he well, said, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plenteously I like that rich King James language the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plenteously the man was already rich and he was yet Getting richer every day. He was doing good. He was wealthy. He had more than enough. And Jesus told this parable. To two brothers. That's why I'm, I'm thankful to God. That he showed me. That the text we just read. He told it. To Peter, you're not mindful of the things of God. You're mindful of the things of men. There were two men while Jesus was preaching. They're not coming. Help me to get my brother straight. Tell him to give me the land. Give me the inheritance. Jesus here preaching a sermon and somebody arguing about some land back in Mississippi or Louisiana or somewhere. All right, all right. Arkansas, wherever y'all are from. I love it. Tree poor, you know how they go. Wisner. I'm just naming some old places. Chilibucci, you know. Tickfall, all these places. Arguing about this thing, and Jesus, who made me a Ruler or a desire over you? The ground of a certain rich man brought for he was already rich. But the man was sick. He was sick alright. In fact, I thought about it. He had what I call egosolitis. What? Well, it come from the word ego. That's one of my words. I'm a doctor too. I he, he 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 had a It's It's only concerned about himself. He said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tear down my bonds and I'm going to build me some bigger bonds. The only person he consulted was himself. He didn't even ask God. He didn't pray and say, Lord, if you let me live, but oh, Lord, how can I help the poor? This is in Luke 12, if you want to read it sometime. Luke 12. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tear down my bones and I'm going to build bigger bones. He had agosalitis. He was only concerned about himself. Now, how can I help my brother? Not how can I help my sister? Not how can I do something to help those who are less fortunate. But here's what I'm going to do with my bones. He also had a problem. He thought he was a landlord. He forgot he was only a tenant. I'm going to say to my soul, Soul, sit back and take it easy. and you got goods laid up for many years. What a fool! He thought that I'm in charge of my life. I got plenty of time. He forgot that he was not his own. What's on your mind? Do you think you're your own? You don't. You think you're your own? I I know. I every week I preach now. I'm always talking about that episode I had with COVID pneumonia. But I realized I was not my own. I couldn't even get up out the stretcher and go home if I wanted to. (laughs) Let sickness invade your body. And the doctor tell you they can't do nothing for you. If you're your own, heal yourself. This man thought he was his own. I'm going to say to my soul soul take it easy eat drink and be merry he just kept on thinking like that and Jesus said you fool this night your soul shall be required of you Luke 12 and then whose shall those things be which you have provided this man didn't realize as, again, my pastor in Omaha, Nebraska used to say, one thing you know for sure about things, either we're going to leave, things going to leave us, or we're going to leave them. Right. Things don't last. Everything seems like it's breaking down. Like one way, I told y'all, the was stopped working. Then this pipes started leaking. Looked up yesterday, we bored around the windows. Things Don't get caught up in things What's on your mind The things that you own The things that you've accumulated The titles that are affixed to your name Don't get caught up in things killing profit a person to gain the whole world and then lose his soul. This rich man that Jesus talked about only cared about himself. If God has blessed you with anything, make sure you use it for the greater good. And don't ever despise those who have less. Jesus asked the question, what shall a man give then, in our text, in exchange for his soul? What can you give? If the Lord right now said, I want your soul, what could you give him? How could you bargain with him? What will it profit a man or a woman to gain the whole world and then lose his soul. What's on your mind? Is it the things of God or is it the things of this world? Paul says, set your affection on things above, not on things beneath. Not on things on earth where robbers and thieves break in and steal, but set your affection on things above. What's on your mind? What's on your mind? Peter, he said, your mind is on the things of men and not on the things of God. I thank God for the material things that he has given me. I thank God. That I have an automobile that I don't know what it looks like under the hood. I used to have cars, I stayed in the hood so much, I knew when a speck of dust fell on the hoses. But thanks be to God, He's blessed me. But I'm not bragging about those things. I'm grateful to God. Amen. I thank the God, I thank the Lord that I got so many. Clothes
1: in my closet, my closet about to fall
0: down. I remember the time my dad didn't have but two suits. But he kept those suits hanging up. He kept them clean and neat. And he was just as thankful as he could be. What's on your mind? We live in an age of plenty. Some of us got so much stuff we don't know what we have. Don't even know what's in our closet. What's under our bed? What's in our attics? What's in our garages? I'll tear down my bones. I'm gonna build me some bigger bone. Say to my soul, soul, take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. He you said, You fool this night. Jesus told another parable. He said about a certain rich man. This is in Luke chapter 16. Who fared sumptuously every day. In other words, he ate good every day. Had plenty to eat. Plenty left over. And yet there was a little beggar named Lazarus. Who would be just thankful to have the crumb that fell from the rich man's table. And he wouldn't give Lazarus anything. Then the Bible says in hell. (laughs) In hell he lifted up his eyes. You see you don't die in hell. People think I'm going to go to hell and die. You don't die in hell. The Bible says the worm dies not. You live forever because the soul is eternal. The soul is eternal. God told Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's belly, I knew you. When as not there were none of you, I knew you. I knew you before I put you. in your mother's womb. The soul is eternal. What can we give in exchange for our souls? Nothing. What's on your mind? Are your minds filled only with thoughts of what you can do for you? Well, that's not the mind of Christ. The Bible says, though he was God, He thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant and became obedient to death, even the death of a cross. We need to have a mind that concerns itself with the good and the well-being of others. Should we be concerned about ourselves? Yes. Should we make provision for ourselves? Yes.